Back in the 90s, three students met and studied hard. <laughs> yeah, right. Then they left college and life happened. They're back together for your entertainment. This is 3Go Podcasting. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for finding us on 3Go Podcasting, episode four this week. And as sports resumes in England after the lockdown, we have a sporty feel to the show. And more on that shortly. Remember, we have a new episode each week, and you can find all the ones you may have missed wherever you normally find your podcasts from. And as always, you can contact us at any time. Email us, hello at 3GoPodcasting.com or via the website. And you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. This is 3Go Podcasting with Richard, Ian and Jay. So this week we're going to start with your best and worst sporting events. So what are the events you've been to or we've been to that were amazing and also pretty appalling for various reasons as well. Um, Ian, what's the uh, what's the worst sporting event you've come across or been to in your life? Uh, I have chosen this week the moments that uh, Stephen Gerrard uh, gr- gathered the Liverpool players around in a big circle and said, lads, don't let this slip. And then the infamous <laughs> moment of when he actually tripped over and we went on to lose that game and then not win the Premiership again. And that that's really my worst sporting event. I, I was at that game and it was horrendous <laughs> and it's my worst nightmare. What year was that? I'm trying to remember what year that was. Oh, you're a stato. You you know. I don't. I don't. No honestly, idea. I seriously don't know. No, I know you lost two 0 There's some um, sort of. I, I want to c- say computer type system we could use to find out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> bear in mind, Stephen Gerrard was still playing, so obviously now manager. Um, yeah. So he was he was still playing, and you know, so I I, I don't know. I mean, what are we 2020 now? Is it got to be 20? You don't know. Do you? Just maybe? just say you don't know, and you're a Liverpool fan. Wow. Yeah. Look, listen. No. No, 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 hang on a minute. Let's get this right, okay? You say Liverpool fan. No, I'm addicted to Liverpool. I love everything about the city. I love the football team. But I have no knowledge about football. Oh, okay. I just cheer when the goals go in. Okay. <laughs> wow. I cheer when the goal... And that is, that's brilliant. Well, I, I thought you were so. a big I mean, football you know, fan. Well, I mean, it is the right, I mean, it's the right time to cheer. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> exactly. And if you start cheering when the goals don't go in or at the wrong end, you're going to get chucked out quite quickly, I think. I think the very worst thing in life is, you know, if you pretend to know about something and then you clearly get caught out by, you know, just like trying to, trying to you know, BS your way through um, and then somebody goes, yeah, you clearly don't know what you're talking about, do you? And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, so I think be upfront, say you know nothing, and you can't lose. <laughs> yeah, there's some people who make a living out of that, don't they? Who know nothing about anything, basically pretend they do and get paid loads of yep. money. So I guess if that was um, if that was your worst memory, I guess this year at least, unless something goes terribly wrong, <laughs> uh, you should be watching your you should be watching your team uh, winning the Premiership, well, Although, albeit in an empty ground, yeah, which is a bit yeah, odd. Yeah, and so you're not this weekend either, because Man United uh, they they, uh, they they won this weekend, which means that our, our game with Everton. Uh, of the weekend. Now, bearing in mind we record this, so this is before we actually play Everton. But had Man United uh, not beaten who they beat yesterday, and then we won against Everton uh, on Sunday, then we would be Premiership champions. But we, we can't do it this Hang weekend. Hang on a minute, so. though. Didn't Man United draw? Wasn't it one all? So can Liverpool still win it or not? So you've just proven you know nothing about football. No, There's I know only nothing been two about football. games, and you've got no, one of them no. wrong. <laughs> right. 
This is it, though. This is where this is where the problem with cheering when the goals go in because you're clearly cheering when a goal <laughs> didn't go in. So you're just randomly standing there cheering. Okay, now listen. I'll make a, I'll make a, a, a little admission here, right? I only know that because I got a phone call from my good mate in America who is a Man United fan, and he said, I've got 90 seconds to talk to you, but I just want to tell you this. You can't win the Premiership this weekend, and this is the reason why. I don't know if it's true, He's but lying. he clearly was gloating. Is He's he lying? lying. Well, I don't know if you can win it, but they didn't win. So work that one out. That's okay. another one on Google. We need to do that. All right. So when, when, when people are listening to this podcast, we could be, Liverpool could be Premiership champions, yeah? Potentially. I don't know, actually. Excellent. I, I, I don't know either. We've really researched well, I'm, this. Well, I'm going to uh, I'm going to celebrate now. <laughs> I, I I think people listening are probably thinking you should have checked this before you started. Personally, um, but look, I, the thing is, it's going to be an empty ground. Have you been seeing this thing with the cardboard cutouts? Yeah, I've seen a few of them. <laughs> people, bits, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the one in Australia at the rugby game? No, no. Where someone's someone's paid for it, and there's a picture of Harold Shipman <laughs> in the crowd. You've got to find it. Look on the internet; it's amazing. There's all these like famous sports stars and people, and there's just Harold Shipman's face sitting there in the middle of this ground. It's absolutely oh, amazing. Oh, class. No. And I don't know if you saw the um, don't know if you saw the Man City game the other day, but you know they've got these electronic screens as well, where people can like oh, yeah, um, yeah. zoom in or Skype in, and they couldn't even fill the screen. They couldn't even get the twelve people on it. Really? So you're not five or six of them empty wow. and there's other people randomly looking a bit awkward <laughs> um, it was very funny Can disappointing I... though if you can't even get 12 people so one thing I was just going to say was um, talking about the, the fans I saw a pretty harsh comment actually but it was pretty fair it was just saying about the social distancing when obviously the fans go back hopefully in September it, when the new season hopefully starts and uh, someone just posted on Gillingham's website well you've been doing that for years anyway which I thought was a bit harsh <laughs> <laughs> but true. Uh, you'll, you'll just be happy to see somebody else in the ground. It doesn't matter how far away they are. Well, the, the, my overriding memory of going to Gillingham games is literally seeing the, the Rainer men fall pretty much. The Rainer men is always kind of like pretty packed. But the yeah. rest of the stadium is just empty. I mean, you know, like there's often more away fans in the away end than there are, uh, is in the rest of the stadium. Yes, yes. Move along. <laughs> right, Ian, we've worked out... Um, one of your sporting uh, unpleasant experiences. Uh, Jason, if you had to be the worst sporting experience you've been to or been involved in, what would it be? Can I can I mention two? I know it's greedy, but I'll be quick on both. So um, the first game at Wembley, the new Wembley Stadium, um, and it was at England under-21s against Italy under-21s. So there wasn't really that much... I think I, was, I, was I there with you? Yeah, you were there. It was me, you, Graham, yeah, yeah. and I can't remember who else was there. But anyway, so we, so we went and... Um, yeah, it was just really to experience the, the, the new stadium and we was like, yeah, let's go, let's go. Chip, the tickets were quite cheap. It was a really good game. It was it was uh, one all, I think. And then somebody made the bright idea they wanted a burger. Um, and it was just after the second half had kicked off. Uh, I went, I'll go on in. Muggins here, you know, agreed to go and get a burger. And I thought, yeah, I'm quite peckish. I'll go and get one as well. Q got there. There was only about five people in front of me. I was like, oh, that's all right. I won't miss too much. Um, I was there for about 25 minutes. And while I was in the queue, <laughs> I got several text messages to tell me that the score was 2-1 to England. Then it was 2-0. Two all, two all. Then it was 3-2 two to England. And by the time I got back to my seat, it was 3 all. So I'd missed four goals while I went to try and get this burger. Um, yeah, so that was great. And I think, but, but I have to say, the burgers were lovely. They were really nice, actually, but so they weren't worth 25-minute wait, I must admit. And yeah. I think Richard... And, and, and 150 just, pounds I, yeah, each. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't Can far I just off. say, thanks, uh, thanks for the, the non-invite. I mean, yeah, I wasn't there, clearly, because I wasn't invited. Uh, what a surprise. But you wouldn't have known where Wembley was, because you know nothing about football. So, well, you know. True. 
yeah. And the hey, second listen, one, you just look for the funny, the funny glowing thing over the top with all the lights and stuff. Yeah, the, the, yeah. I'd find it. Yeah. <laughs> or but you'd end up at Heathrow. We found you quite easily because you would have just been randomly cheering whether a goal gone in or not. So it wouldn't have, we would have found you if we'd lost you. It would have been quite easy. Exactly. And then um, the second one, the, the second one was, um, so um, it was my beloved Jules. Um, we were in the championship. We'd kept in the championship for about three or four years, which was fantastic. And then we had one season where we were really, really struggling. In actual fact, Ian, I think you came to the game the, the season before. And we drew nil-nil at Stoke to stay up. And we saw Matt Jarvis. And it was like one of his first games. And we sort of shouted out to him. Yeah. He was walking up as we was coming out the car park. We went, well played, Matt. And he gave us a thumbs up while his mum and dad were walking him back to his car. That's how young he was. But anyway, so the following season, we weren't so lucky. And it was coming down to the last game. So me and Ness decided, oh, let's make a weekend of it. It was away at Nottingham Forest. So we stayed up in Nottingham. And Ness came with me. And we stayed there the Saturday night. Went out on the town. And the game was on the Sunday. And uh, we needed to win, really, to stay up. But a draw might have been enough. But every single result went against us. Walking to the ground was hailstones. We got absolutely soaked. And uh, we were winning 2-1. And then I think Forrest equalised in the last five minutes or so. And we drew two all. And we went down. And uh, Ness, it was her first game she'd been to since she was a kid. And I said, you'll never come into football with me again. One game, one relegation. That is not happening again. So, yeah, that was a pretty shocking. And I think it took us about seven hours to get home as well. And it should have been about a three and a half hour drive. So, yeah, all in all, rubbish. Yeah. Now, we're going to come to sporting highlights in a bit, but one of the highlights must be the time that Gillingham got to the playoff final yep. against Manchester City. <laughs> now, I, I know that I know that you enjoyed that day because you were there, but you weren't supposed to be there for me. <laughs> I knew you'd bring this one up. So, yeah, I mean, it was just the occasion, really. We obviously lost to Man City on, on penalties in the end, but the game and the you know, the day was great. But, yeah, I was meant to be an usher at our mutual friend Dan's wedding, um, oh we found oh out Gillingham would get to the final. I phoned him very, very early to tell him, um, <laughs> and he was great about it. He was how like, early? How early? How well, early? It was a couple of weeks before. Once I realised we were getting there, and a I realised couple it of weeks. I, I just told him, "Look, I'm not going to be able to come. You do realise this." And he was fine. He understood. But um, his wife at the time um, was not so happy when I walked in that oh. evening and gave her the, the gift. She sort of just snubbed me and sort of turned away. Um, oh dear! They're not oh married God. now, though, so I think it was justified. Well, exactly. That's the thing, you know. Clearly, like you know, clearly she was not destined to be his wife for very long. Yeah. So the thing is, I think there's a photo that exists of because uh, I did I did go to the wedding and I went with a couple of other other friends from college and there's there's a picture of just the empty seat you were supposed to be sitting on and your nameplate yeah. on the seat. <laughs> Yeah, um, and that was just amazing. And the other thing, and the other thing I remember about that, if I remember rightly, I can't remember if it was was it the bride's father who was a who wanted to know the score, but had been told that he wasn't allowed to know what was going oh, on. Really? So there were various people trying to subtly use their fingers to give him a score update without making it really <laughs> obvious that he was getting a score update. And in the end, I think because it was quite an interesting end to the game, I think he just gave up and went and watched it. Yeah. But it was sort of like these people trying to give subtle messages with their fingers without the bride seeing. It was rather it's a very strange experience. Everyone wanted um, to be just there. with this big Jason hole where you should have been sitting. Yeah. But the thing is, you could have just said, "I'm late" because I'm always late for everything. I just would have been about six or seven mm. hours late. Yeah, that's seven hours <laughs> late and not performing the role you were given in the wedding. That's a little bit of a push, isn't it? To be fair, I think that's genius, Jay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to congratulate you. It's a well Thank done, you. mate. Thank you. I felt bad at the time. You felt worse after the game had finished. Yes, as well. yes. Mm. <laughs> so those are those are pretty um, good ones. I, I've got two. Uh, previously, when I was working uh, in a radio station, managed to get a week's pass for the uh, Queen's Club tennis, the one that comes before Wimbledon. 
Um, so two highlights. One was um, the fact that I thought it, they're all outside courts. There's no cover on them. So I just sat at the very top in the press area watching the game. It was boiling hot, no sun cream at all. <laughs> And my face was just bright red. So we talked about me getting sunburnt last week. This was just embarrassing <coughs> to the point where when I walked into the sort of the bar area afterwards, you could just hear the people sniggering and looking at me. It was sort of like, and one old one old American lady offered me to lend me her hat uh, when I went out, <laughs> so I didn't get any more sunburns. Um, and then on the way back after lunch, I managed. I was I had my phone in my hand. I was looking down, and I walked straight into Pete Sampras, which is a bit awkward. Oh really? Because uh, he was okay. right, yeah, he was walking the other way wow. yeah. uh, with all you know all the people around it. And I just wasn't looking what I was doing and just walked straight into him, which was slightly awkward. Um, and the other the other disaster I think was um, Spurs. Everton were playing Spurs. And at White Hart Lane as was, and we'd gone along, and like literally, I think there were thirty seconds left, uh, winning two one. Everyone going, actually, that's not a bad result, and we lost three two. I was there, literally in the space of sixty seconds. Yeah, they scored twice, and it was sort of like, what happened there? Oh my that god, is absolutely ridiculous. I remember that game, and it was just sort of like, yeah, it was bad, um, and it was so bad that a few weeks later, if I remember rightly, uh, us and another friend. Um, on Boxing Day, I think it was, we'd drive up to Goodison Park to watch a game as well. And we got stuck in traffic, so we missed the entire first half, had to argue with stewards to be able to get in because they were shutting all the gates. When we got there, somebody was already in our seats. And then the game was so bad that we left 10 minutes before the end. So we literally drove all the way from Kent to Liverpool, oh, watched no. half an hour worth of football, and then drove all the way back again. That's so great. Literally hundreds of quid just thrown down the drain. It was so poor. Okay, so that's... Um, that's 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 bad sporting experiences. Highlights, one highlight each. Best sporting experience or event you've been to, Ian. Right. Okay. I have chosen this week uh, the moment. And Jay, you'll be able to help me out with this. Rich, you'll be able to help me out with this because I know nothing, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> this this my means memory. you have no idea when it was, what was involved. You just thought of something. Okay. Although I do know, I do know uh, where I was, and I, I do know at least one fact of the matter, and that is when Liverpool won the European Champions League in Istanbul by the greatest comeback ever. I was in a bar in Greece somewhere, and I have never experienced anything like it. I probably got, you know, carried um, uh, around the bar. Like, everyone just went mad and sort of like was just, you know, crowd surfing. I've never done that, but I did do it on this night, and it was just amazing. 2005, and I have looked that yeah, up. Yeah, so it's, it's a 2005 final. Yeah. Okay. And it was a penalty shootout, wasn't it, in the end? Yeah. After, it was in end four all or something. Three all, three wasn't it? Three all. They were three nil down at half time, then it was three all, and then they were one on penalties, didn't they? Yeah. 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 I, 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 I will never witness a game like that again. No. It was just the best ever. So, yeah, that's my no, moment. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it well. Jason, your, your best sporting <sighs> There's event? There's so many. You know, Jill's winning at Wembley against Wigan was a big one. But I think it was just the. Um... <laughs> yeah. Top of my <laughs> sorry, list. Sorry. 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 <laughs> that is just. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You, you just you mentioned Jill. Just so rude. Um, but I think it's probably um, going to the first day of. Uh, 2012 Olympics um, so I went to watch the boxing saw Anthony Joshua who I'd never heard of at the time but he won his fight um, obviously just a qualifying um, fight um, but yeah that was great and just and also then did the was lucky enough to do the Paralympics not long after managed to get seats right on the um, on the finish line as well so yeah I think the Olympics and the Paralympics in 2012 definitely uh, for me yeah I didn't I didn't get to go to the, the main Olympics so I just couldn't get any tickets but um did a couple of days at the Paralympics and that was just an amazing yeah. uh, atmosphere, particularly in the stadium. It was just, it was ludicrously loud. Yeah. 
Um, and I think it was one of the, it was, I think it was the one where all the, it was the night that all the Brits won the medal. So a bit sort of like the oh, Paralympics wow. version of Super Saturday. Yeah. Um, Hannah Cockcroft and others and David Weir. And it was just a ridiculous noise, but yeah. it was an amazing atmosphere. Oh, it was um, great. Yeah. That has to, that's probably a highlight as well, to be fair. I have to say, actually, there's one more that's just sprung to mind. I think, Jay, I think you were there. We went to an England game at, Wem- at the old Wembley, it would have been. So this is talking mid-90s. I seem to remember there was a bloke next to us who just kept shouting abuse at Tony Adams. Yes. And he wasn't even playing. <laughs> the guy wasn't even in the squad. But he was just this guy showing, Adams! No, no, get Adams! Oh, it's sort of like, mate, he's not playing. The whole game, this guy was just shouting abuse at Tony Adams. And it was just sort of like, it was just, after a while, it was just hilariously funny. That's great. So those great memories are just that, consigned to history. And now something that we'd like to consign to history every single week, it's this. Jay's Joke of the Week. Funnier than Michael McIntyre on Skittles. I met my girlfriend when she was working at the zoo. There she was, in her uniform, and straight away, I knew she was a keeper. I think they're actually getting a bit better. I mean, you started off at a very low place on our first episode, but I think that, that wasn't too bad. Right. No, I, I, think you're, right. I think you're being a bit optimistic, Rich, if I'm honest. <laughs> so I've gone from centre of the earth to scraping a barrel. Yeah, something like that. But basically, yeah. Thanks. I mean, you're, it's working in the right direction. Thank you. But I say, from a very low starting point, which is sort much. of the centre of the earth. Jay, I'd be so, happy with that. Yeah. Thank you. I've, I feel like I've achieved. And I, I think everyone will be delighted to know that next week there'll be another... Jay's joke of the week. So, uh, if however bad your week is looking ahead, you know whatever you got on at work or at home, yeah. however disappointing that might be, you can just know for sure that next week there'll be another joke like that, the same sort of quality and caliber to cheer you up and brighten up your life. This is Three Go Podcasting. Right, so sticking with the sporting theme for this week, let's talk about some of the absolute sporting humiliations that we have suffered over the years. I'll give you a few seconds to think about this, but a couple spring to mind. Uh, Ian, we went skiing once, I remember that, into Bulgaria, and I've been a few other times. (laughs) Basically, I I can't ski at all. I have no idea why I even bother going on a skiing holiday. I'm not, I don't have the shape for skiing. I'm not really that interested in it. So basically, I'm happy to do it, but the only way that I can stop is basically just skiing into the deep snow at the side of the runs. So that's all I can do. And then I can't get out again because, of course, you're in three foot of snow and then you're stuck. (laughs) And basically, when I was at school, I even got an award for the most unusual way of stopping on skis by just skiing into the snow. So skiing, I think for me, every time I go, I don't know why I keep doing it is just embarrassing. And you know, you're doing it and then there's some four year old kid from Italy just going down at seven hundred miles an hour on one leg or something ridiculous. <laughs> Nearly taking you out. Yeah, I I don't know what I'm doing here. Um I have a couple of football ones as well. Um so at work every year we have a, a sports day, a lot of places do that and um this guy was going around trying to get people to be in the fi- in the five aside football team. So he kept going on. So I said, you know what? How many players have you got? Said, oh, I've got eight or nine. So it's not a problem. I said, look, put my name down. It's not a problem. No one's going to, you know, everyone's going to show up. I don't need to even worry about it. I'll, I'll come along, get there on the day, and there's five of us. I said, well, where are all the others? He goes, oh, yeah, they can't make it. I said, right, so you promised me, you absolutely promised me that I wouldn't play, and now Star here signing. I am. Right, okay. It was like 33 degrees, one of the hottest days of the year. 
he's bought these shirts with him, which are like long sleeved, really thick football shirts. Brilliant. So I'm like, right. Yes, okay. Yes. Brilliant. Just what you like. And so I'm going. Oh, I don't. Okay, I'll play. He goes. The thing is though. Couple of games, we'll be out by the end of the first round, so it's not a problem. We got to the quarterfinals of this tournament. I had to play six games. Okay, I haven't run or played football for like seven or eight years before that. I could not move. Afterwards, when we stopped playing, I literally sat down and I my feet when my legs wouldn't move. Here's a question for you: yeah. Did you uh, happen on that occasion to take and wear any sunblock? Uh, I don't remember actually. I, be, I genuinely don't remember because basically the rest of my body was. You must have done because you weren't in severe pain. Oh, I was in severe pain, but it's not from sunburn. It's probably other severe pain that was causing me problems. And um, <laughs> the sad thing was, at once I, I did that thing where I jumped up for the ball to head it and completely missed it and <laughs> fell over, which got a massive cheer <laughs> from the <laughs> sidelines. Um, and then good. whilst trying to. While, while trying to desperately slide back and stop a goal uh, being scored, I accidentally kicked it into oh my So I was God. having a massively can I just day. ask? Can I just ask, though, the question I've got is, one, either how bad were the other teams for you to get to the semi uh, quarterfinals, or how good were the other players in your team? Did you have, like, Lionel Messi alongside you or something? Because no, no, no. I, it was a combination of... Uh, we had some really good players. In fact, we had a couple of ringers who didn't actually, you know, work in the same place as us, but they knew people and they were like proper, proper decent footballers. So we just pretended they weren't for us. And then some really, we got a pretty lucky oh, draw, great. to be fair. There were some pretty bad teams <laughs> there. Um, and then there was a five-a-side football tournament years and years oh, ago, probably back in the 90s. God, I think, Jay, you probably played in up. that. And I, I have no idea why we, why, how we entered it or why we entered it, but we showed up at some sort of leisure centre yeah. at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning to play. And... I think we were probably mid twenties yeah. at that point, probably, or I think so. And then this sort of team of like sixteen-year-olds <laughs> pitched up, and I think they all worked at the local McDonald's as we recognised yeah. them or something. And um, so we were thinking, yeah, this is easy, and we got our backsides yeah. handed to us royally, didn't we? That I mean, that was, was embarrassing. We got absolutely thrashed. I think it was five-one. It was five-one. The thing I'm trying, but to... we got a penalty. We got we a penalty. Did. And Graham, who was in our team, took the penalty. And it's a bearing in mind, it's a five a side goal. So, what? That's like three foot tall, is it? At yeah. tops? Three foot tall. Uh, and you're taking it from like 10 yards away. I mean, it basically hit, it hit the skylight. Oh my God. It hit the skylight at the top of the leisure centre. It was a high church roof. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a properly high roof. And it's sort of like, now I, I'm not, you know, I can't take penalties. I can't play football very well. But I mean, how are you actually managed to kick a ball and get it that high <laughs> when you're aiming at something three foot tall? I, mean, I think it's probably still floating around. And he somewhere. looked really professional as he did the run up. Uh, I think, was it? We pitched up for a nine o'clock start and we were done by 12 oh, we past nine. Yeah, we was out of it. And, and I got yeah, booked we as well. I think for the first time, someone actually getting <laughs> booked in a five-a-side game because this this git got past me so quickly and I just yanked him back and the referee booked me for it we got a medal how did we get a medal we actually got a medal I think it's because only four teams turned up I'll tell you what it is though so, so technically technically we came third equal yeah. <laughs> um, um, but it's one of the, that's a classic case of you get a medal for taking part wasn't it, it? Was, I feel sorry yeah, for them definitely. they've come all this way they've lost they're going home again so it's sort of like just give them yeah. a medal haven't they, haven't they done well <laughs> So I think that's the, yeah that's 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 my particular sporting humiliations. Yep. Jason, you must well, have well that was one of them. So thanks for bringing that one up. Um, but the other one, I think it goes back to when I was a kid. I, I don't know how old I was. I must have been about six or seven. I was at junior school, um, and I played football every single day at lunchtime. Um, and one day, um, thinking I was being flash, before we kicked off, I put my foot on the football um, and sort of looked around, ready to take the kickoff, and slipped on the ball and literally bent my foot right the way back and actually ended up tearing my ligament. Um, Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah. So I was on crutches for like six weeks. And my ankle was the size of a balloon. But the best thing was when I came back to school on crutches, my headmaster um, was helping me up the stairs once and I accidentally put one of my crutches on his foot. And he ended up on crutches <laughs> as well because his foot got so swollen. So um, yeah, all round, that was an absolute shocker. I have to say that I did that a couple of years ago when my little one started doing the football practice. So every Saturday we took him to football practice for a few uh, it went for about a year, I think. Yep. And every now and again, at the end, they'd go, right, dad's in you come. Yeah. And some mums as well. So dad's and mums in you come. We'll have a bit of a play around. And everyone was sort of, because everyone was going, oh God, no, please don't. <laughs> no, no, we don't. We just, uh. but then eventually we go up and do it. And they were sort of, the idea was that we had the ball and the kids had to come and get it off us, which was fine. <laughs> and obviously the one or two people were taking it a bit too seriously and sort of like doing Boris ridiculous Johnson moves. Boris Johnson type tackle, yeah? Yeah. So, <laughs> so the five-year-old couldn't get the ball because somebody <laughs> was being an absolute idiot. And I thought, I'll tell you what, I'll do this. So as, as my little boy ran towards me, I thought, what I'll do is I'll just got my foot on the ball. I'll just kick it behind me and go. And I did that. I went right over the top <laughs> of the ball on my ankle. I fell over and twisted my ankle and I had to be helped off by the coaches oh, who were basically no. laughing. So I was trying to, I was literally trying to outdo a five-year-old at football. And you and my ankle. I mean, the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, Spectacularly badly. The thing is this torn ligament, it is, it's like a, it's like a lifetime changing thing, right? Because back in the day, like I wasn't Gazza. I couldn't have my, my ankle rebuilt. But thing is, it was the first, I always remember everyone was telling me, when you can walk again, please don't over push it. Don't start running or anything like that. You're going to take it in little steps. And I always remember the first day I could walk, I was back out on that football field playing football and someone kicked my ankle, which clearly still wasn't properly healed. And it swelled up again, like the size of an elephant's oh. ankle. It was like, what the hell are you doing? So yeah, I learned my lesson big time. Yeah, that was probably the worst ever moment. And it was agony as well. And I think Everton won the European Cup that year that I did it because, or not the European Cup, or the, chance, the, been, the not, must eight, Cup Winners Cup. Cup yeah, Winners Cup, 85. That was it, yeah. Because I, yeah, I always yeah. remember I had to keep putting my foot in really hot water, take it out and put it in cold water, and then in hot water. And it was agony every time I did it. But at least I had the football on in the background to actually uh, sort of uh, calm the pain a little bit. Right, so... Ian, your your um, your sporting humiliations. Okay, well, I think um, that one of the key sporting humiliations is uh, we've already decided in this uh, podcast that uh, I know nothing about football. I have no knowledge. And so probably one of the most embarrassing, in fact, it's happened on several occasions, is when you take your son to football because he's playing and suddenly there is an absolute like, you know, like sort of almost like Jay's joke of the week, the tumbleweed moment and stuff <laughs> where somebody asks for a lino and then somebody oh, says, no. looks, at you, looks at me <laughs> and says, oh, look, Josh's dad will do it. And I'm there, and there, there I am, trapped as the lino, not even really understanding the rules of the game. And then, of course, you're in charge of all the offside decisions. Oh dear. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, one of them. But my key one that I've chosen this week um, really entertains me. And Jason, you will love this more than anybody, all right? Because cool. it involves your beloved Gillingham. Three. My my sporting nightmare uh, was not so much much me actually playing uh, football, but attending Gillingham when the radio station I worked for were the sponsor of the club, okay. and we uh, were invited down to do a little pre warm up on the pitch with you know music going out around the stadium and stuff so uh, i turned up for this uh, this this game and stuff and i don't know what it, when it was because obviously i know nothing about football uh, but i remember specifically being on the pitch with uh, a guy called mark weber who uh, now works for the bbc 
and he commentates on uh, matches for them. So he's clearly made it. Anyway, we're in the middle of the right in front of the Rainham end, and we're trying to entertain the Rainham end. And oh. you can imagine the abuse I was getting. <laughs> It was just horrendous. It was like, ground open and swallow me, please. Brilliant. I don't want to be here. <laughs> it never worked. I, mean, like, I, I, I imagine that football fans who go in week in, week out to a game, all they really want to see is local radio stations yeah. trying to entertain them yeah, in the middle exactly. of the pitch. I mean, I can't imagine why they, I can't imagine why they didn't no, like it. No, yeah. nor can I. I. I have no idea why we were getting the abuse we were getting, but my God, it was just horrendous. I was just like, as I, I walked off the pitch. If it, if it makes you feel better, um, Invicta did exactly the same and they got absolutely pummeled. It was before an FA Cup game and yeah, they couldn't stay on the pitch for very long. So don't take it personally. I've just thought of another one, actually. Um, uh, it should have been in the highlights, but it's actually quite a funny story. Uh, when I used to work on local radio down here, we had one of our non-league sides, uh, Deal Town, oh, yeah. got to the, um, is it the oh, FA Vars, Vars yeah, I think yeah, yeah. it would have been the FA Vars mm-hmm. final. And I was commentating on that game with a colleague of mine, Peter, and we had another guy and um, we wanted him to be behind the goal so we could do like, you know, live updates from behind the goal. And if you ever tried to get media accreditation at Wembley in the old days, it was a nightmare. So basically he had one of those sort of, you know, the radio wireless mics, which we didn't have permission to use and we had no idea if it was going to interfere with anything. So basically he he had his press pass and he went off to go to the toilets and then didn't come back and he managed to wangle his way all the way down and sat behind the goal for the whole oh, wow. game. And every now and again you could see him running around the side because the stewards worked out he was there. So he had to keep <laughs> running away with his microphone between ends. We got away with it, it sounded really, really yeah. good. But we didn't have permission and he was going to get kicked out at any point. He's in prison now, um, doing a five-year term. Yeah, he'd never been seen yeah. again. Yeah, but it was just funny. Now, every now and again, you sort of like, you could see him and then all of a sudden he would sort of get up and leg it because he could see a steward coming towards him wondering who he was. <laughs> just brilliant. Love that. Well, hopefully all that sporting talk hasn't worn you out too much. Uh, we're out of time. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week when we have a retro 90s theme. So we'll be spending the next week ironing our Ben Sherman shirts, finding some shiny shoes and trying to borrow some fake ID off a mate. And as always, you can find our episodes wherever you normally get your podcasts from. If you've missed any of them, make sure you go and check them out. You'll be very impressed, I'm sure. And remember to check us out on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and through the website at 3gopodcasting.com. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for spending a period of time with us that you'll never get back. We're back next week. This has been 3 Go Podcasting. Peace. We out.